We live in a world where you can get anything you need delivered to your door thanks to DoorDash. If you don't want to do the dishes or you feel a little sick, let DoorDash bring dinner tonight. My family uses DoorDash all the time because it connects us to our favorite restaurants without us having to drive. Last night, we got some Indian food for my wife, some gumbo for me, and sushi for the kids. And everyone was happy, and we didn't have to do the dishes. The process of ordering was quick and easy, and I love DoorDash for real. So I was so happy to do this for them because I'm a customer, because I know DoorDash is your door to more. Must be over 21 to order alcohol. Alcohol available only in select markets. DoorDash, your door to more. Download the DoorDash app now to get almost anything delivered. Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. I'm in a period of emotional people. I saw all the, oh, I don't care crap. A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm going to steal a bird from the Russian Pigeon Mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Join Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Terramont Plus. This week we've got something completely different. Way back in 2003 and 2004... I hosted a little talk show for MTV2 called Spoken Heard, which aired on Sundays around brunch time, where I did long, fun interviews with all kinds of amazing people, including Jay-Z, Nas, and young debut album Kanye. It was kind of like a smaller version of Torrey Show many, many years before Torrey Show, with music videos. Well, after all these years, I called the higher-ups at Viacom and asked them if I could have access to some of those tapes of me interviewing awesome people on MTV two years ago, and they very graciously said, who are you? No, I'm kidding. They were very cool about it. They said, yes, absolutely, you can air your stuff. So I'm putting together a few episodes built on interviews from that old MTV two show. The fashion community would call it vintage. I call it lost tapes. And I think it's really interesting to hear these legends talking a decade and a half ago. This week we got Jay-Z, Nas, and Kanye. We start with Hove in 2003, just before the release of the Black Album, which he promised would be his last album. Jay-Z was then working on an autobiography that was going to be called The Black Book. That got shelved and morphed into The Book Decoded. He was in his studio in Manhattan, and he was very relaxed. It's Jay-Z from 2003 on Torrey Show. You said famously, can't leave rap alone, the game needs me. And the game perhaps needs you more than ever now, but you're leaving us. That was last year. <laughs> Rap is dog years, man. That was seven years ago I said that, man. Go ahead. <laughs> but ever since my first album, I wanted to be, you know, my one and only album. Right. So I always had that, you know, I always had that over my shoulder. But, um, you know, you get in the comfort zone. Like, you, we're making music. I know how to make music. I know how to make a hit. I know how to make a, um, a chorus within the verse. Right. I know how to do that. Right. You know what I'm saying? And then you be in the comfort zone for so long that, you know, 
I'm a young guy. I gotta, you know, I gotta go somewhere else. I gotta challenge myself. I mean, even more. You know what I'm saying? I just don't ever want to get to the point where I'm just making music, just to make money. Why doesn't the challenge come in like, let me make some totally different kind of music rather than leave the game alone completely? Because I'm, you know, even within, then I wouldn't be me. You know but what I'm saying? Like, I mean, even with, within every different song that I make, you still get me, so it don't even feel different. Right. Like, Song Cry is nothing like Streets is Watching. Right. But it is. Because you get me in both of those songs. You know, Song Cry is nothing like um, H to the Izzo, but it is. Because, you know, you get me in all those songs. You know? Right. And I think that's the real the one knock that I had on my career. That I make the same song, but I don't. But it is that you, you get me in every song. Black album. Like, super producer list. Yeah. Right? I mean, like... I just had a wish list of who I wanted to work with before I left. You know what I'm saying? Um, I just put everybody's name up there. And everybody came through. Basically, I didn't get Premier and Dre. Like, I wanted to get this song from Dre, but, you know what I'm saying, it's finished so fast. So with everybody's schedule, I know it would be hard to get everybody. But I did have a wish list. Right. And it's just you, no guests. No guests. Yeah. Um... Rick Rubin, producing, Kanye, the two, Just, Pharrell, Eminem, some new producers. You know I always got to have new producers. Cannons, Aqua, this kid named Knife Wonder who's going to be serious. You've always been really good at picking beats. Like, how do you do that? Mm. I think I just pick it off the motion of the track. Like, not what sounds hot now or... You know, whatever. I just I pick it off the most, the, the emotion of the track and how it makes me feel. Before '96, before Reasonable Doubt, before you were a rapper, some of the people that you idolized, looked up to, your rap heroes, were who? Um, I'd say the two biggest was Kane and Rakim. Right, right. Yeah. And you were friends with Kane. Yeah. Right. How did that come about? Um. Who made that introduction? I think Jazz Man made that that introduction. I think um, I did a tape, Me, Kane, and Jazz at Fresh Gordon's house wow. back in the days. But then, you know, the tape got out and started circulating. And people was like, who who was the guy? Who was the other guy that went second? You know, and it was, it was like a lot of buzz like that. So then Kane, you know, he um, I guess he got with Jazz and was like, yo, where that kid at? I want to work with him. You mind? You, gotta, you know, we just kicked it from there. Right. Right. If you if you didn't have jazz, you might not be here now, right? Cause, Absolutely. Because he really opened up a lot of doors for you. Yeah, he. I mean, he, had, he actually was a dude that you know made it made it real. Like as far as rapping, it was just a round the way thing. Like when people brought out the music and yeah. and that's that. But when he got a deal, it was like, what? You get paid for this? And you know, then he went to London. I'm like, you could go to London? Like you could travel? I never been to Manhattan too good. So you really really retiring that's it yeah you're gonna come back <laughs> i seen how that turns out <laughs> <laughs> i don't know about that one but when you say retire it means no more albums You're, you'll yeah, still yeah, make yeah. songs here and there right right but i'm gonna just really i just really want to stop like making songs and everything for a year or two i got a couple of songs that might come out within the next month but i just you know just want to stop i want to hear the music again you know so what are you gonna do I mean, I find I, I find a you know a couple of things to do. You always seem like to have a real clear plan, and in this you seem like 
I'm just gonna leave this alone and go on to something else. Like you don't seem to be to have like a real strong idea. Is this what I do? do? You know what I'm saying? Like I, 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 I that's my talent. My talent is rapping. Like I, right. I, I, I'm gonna plan that all the way to ten, right. from one to ten. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right now I'm just gonna be flying without, and that's the, that's that's the, I guess that's the beauty of it all. You know what I'm saying? To just fly without a net. Mm -hmm. Anything that could just slide right into top forty radio is a pop song. Anything? I'm gonna have to come back to that. Anything I, it's, that would it, fit it's, in that format. It's, it's records that broke that format. Like, can I get it? Broke that format. Like, if you'd have heard "Can I Get It" before it was a hit, you would have never thought that would be a top forty record and stay on charts like thirteen weeks. That's not a top forty. But can I get a? You know the real. You know the chorus to "Can I Get a"? Yeah. That is actually I do. <laughs> yeah. It's, you, you, it's excuse, very catchy. Excuse me. Can I get a f you to the bitch from all of my niggas who don't love hoes? We get no, no dough. No. It's a pop record. <laughs> well, mean when you turn your TV <laughs> off, you hear this guy? We don't need the ratings. Forget it. Are you serious? It's stories behind them. You right. know what I mean? Like right. it's whole stories behind songs. Like you, I mean, you you're you're confined by stanzas and you're confined by time and you're confined by making it rhyme. You know what I'm saying? So you can't fit the whole story in there, but you try to get the emotion of the story and put it in the song. Right. You know right, what I mean? Right. So if you can listen to a song like Song Crying, you can really get it. Imagine the whole story behind it. You know what I'm saying? That was like one of the reasons to do the Black Book. Right, right. To explain the extra stories. Yeah, you got all the time in the world. Now, in the Black Book, the autobiography you're working on, are you going to talk about how to write a rhyme, like for up-and-coming MCs? No, it's really more so uh, about my life. Hopefully the book can give them the whole story, but as far as like me talking about how to write around, I can't really tell a person how to write around. You know what I'm saying? I think for me, it's something that you gotta feel. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I, I can explain the, the emotion. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. But as far as technically writing, no. I mean, I could tell them it has to have a beginning, middle, and end. Right, right. <laughs> you right. know, right now they just, just they can get anywhere with it. Right? Yeah, but beginning, middle, and end. That's my advice. You got to be proud of Kanye. Yeah, absolutely. Because you raised him up like a baby, and he wouldn't have a career without you. I wouldn't say all that. You know, Kanye might, you know Kanye's crazy. What do you mean? He might pick at your office for that comment. <laughs> guys, <laughs> bet you know exactly what he's feeling. <laughs> but yeah, um, I think the blueprint was the beginning of you know his whole his whole career right yeah now now he's he's going into you know he's rapping i didn't know he was that good you right. know i knew he was right. solid i didn't know he was good he's really right. good you was going to have a madonna song on this mm -hmm. album that's another one where my mom know i'm famous she needs those type of things to really. Your mom's not clear on that. Well, she was clear after the Michael Jackson uh, at at the rap show, right. and she was like, "Okay, might be a little famous." But before that, she was no, like, "No, no, she wasn't clear at all." What did she think? She didn't. She just was like, "It's my son. Right. He makes music. <laughs> I guess he's okay at it." See that? No man is famous in his own home. You could be the most famous MC in the world, and to mom, you're still just her baby. In 2004, Nas was about to release Streets Disciple, which I think 
is his second greatest album ever behind Illmatic. I wasn't allowed to hear it before we did this interview, so I didn't know entirely what was coming. But I've known Nas a long time, and we were in Miami at his studio, chilling, sitting outside in the sun, and we had a great conversation about his music and his life, and this is when he was still with Khalees, and it was a moment where he was really reflective and open. It's Nas from 2004 on Torre Show. We live in a world where you can get anything you need delivered to your door thanks to DoorDash. If you don't want to do the dishes or you feel a little sick, let DoorDash bring dinner tonight. My family uses DoorDash all the time because it connects us to our favorite restaurants without us having to drive. Last night, we got some Indian food for my wife, some gumbo for me, and sushi for the kids. And everyone was happy, and we didn't have to do the dishes. The process of ordering was quick and easy, and I love DoorDash for real. So I was so happy to do this for them because I'm a customer, because I know DoorDash is your door to more. Must be over 21 to order alcohol. Alcohol available only in select markets. DoorDash, your door to more. Download the DoorDash app now to get almost anything delivered. One of the people who helped inspire me to want to be in broadcasting is Oprah Winfrey. She's an inspiration for so many of us, but her daytime talk show was so incredible. And it told me that you could be black and authentic and real on TV. And that made me want to do it, too. Black Stories, Black Truths is NPR's new collection that's a celebration of blackness. Each of NPR's black voices are as direct, varied, distinct and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and how to create world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account of what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. Black perspectives that haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story, but now they are the story. On NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center Black voices. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, as nuanced, and as Black as we are. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get your podcasts. Influencer. It's a word that gets tossed around a lot these days. There is a woman who went the distance, who broke ground as the first true influencer by living a remarkable life. Her name, Elizabeth Taylor. I'm Katy Perry. This is the story of the original influencer. This is Elizabeth the First. Elizabeth the First, the podcast, wherever you listen. You stepped into the game with Illmatic, which was a perfect document. Just talk about what was going on in your life at that point that allowed that to come out the way it did. What was going on in my life at that point was something that I felt 
it made me feel like I'm this age now. It made me feel 30 years old at the age of 17, 18. Mm. The, the way, the, how, how fast things were happening. You know, if you're going to school, you still got to go through the community to get to school. You still got to go through the hood. Right. And on your way through there, it's all kind of things going on that seems a lot more interesting in school where that lady with the lipstick on her teeth don't really want to teach you anyway. Right. There's so much going on right then and there. It's like young kids don't respect the elders because unless the elders is rolling with paper. Right. You know, so when, when we look at things and say, I want to be that, I want to be that, we're looking for the fast way or we're looking for how do we get that? F the BS. I want, I want that right now. So all of those things are on the way to school where the teacher, like I said, is right there with the lipstick on her teeth. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you get caught up in so much, man, and with, you know, drugs being pumped into the community, guns and alcoholism and disease, um, people living fast lives. And, and, and the big thing was the average black male doesn't live past the age of 25 was yes. the big thing then. So in reality... I, I didn't want to die, but I was already preparing to not make it past 25. Friends of mine died, my best friend died, my brother was shot, I looked like I was headed for life in jail or death, and that's not to speak and be negative, that's just the way a 16, 17 year old, 18 year old was thinking. And that was his life, that was a reality. The radius of that community was his world, and that was my world. So that's everything that came out in my music was that. On Illmatic. When you were doing Illmatic, you were actually writing that stuff out. All of it, yeah. Did you have a special notebook, or a certain pen, or? I had, I had some notebooks, and I used to take the subway train sometimes to the studio. And one time I lost it, but I wow. had left um, the address where the Senate and promised a reward in the back of the book. I eventually got those books back because it was a couple of books and some bags. But um, by the time I got them back, I was already done with my Illmatic. I was forced to write, to rewrite it right there, uh, the, the, um, the song. So, and it actually turned out better that way because when I got the books back, those rhymes were dated, you know? And they wasn't as, as dope as I thought they, they were. Somebody could have had a whole career behind that book. <laughs> yeah, but it, it takes more than just lyrics. You gotta have delivery. Yeah. You gotta have a quality that makes you different from the rest because everybody can spit today. And a voice. A voice, yeah. Let me talk about Khalees for a minute with you. I don't know, when I saw a face, you know, I, I was like, I like that right there when I first saw a video. And I wanted to meet her and never got a chance to. When I met her, I, I wasn't looking for her. I was looking for her before and I tried to reach her and I remember that was like really the only female that I really tried to go out my way to find, to reach, to talk to on the phone. And it never happened. And um, when I met her, it was like, wow, she's just cool. Straight up cool. Did you really say, I'm going to marry you, like on a first conversation? Yeah. And that wasn't on my mind. I wasn't planning on meeting her or any other woman for that matter. I was surrounded by women when I met her. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I just said it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Now, I know I just got engaged, and I got down on one knee when I proposed. Did you get oh, down on one knee? Yeah, yeah, congratulations. Wow, thank you. Yeah. Wow. That's I good. got down on one knee. That's you know, crazy. Christmas, Christmas Eve. 
you were a big break dancer. Yeah. What was your name? Kid Wade. Right, 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 right. And you was known. No, nah, man, I wasn't Crazy Legs or right, nothing like right, that. Right. I mean. But you had respect. I had some respect because I was nice, you know. I was nice with the popping. Right. You know what I'm saying? So um, I was all right. I wasn't, I wasn't ill. I was, just, I was the way I am. I was the way I used to be with my rhymes. I didn't really want people to hear it. I was too nervous to let them hear it. Right. So in a lot of ways, I was too nervous to let them see me because I thought I was whack. You know, I'm always my biggest critic. From the beginning, from halftime, you was like, you know, I was an MC sparking. Right, right. But I was too scared. I mean, how did you get, because a lot of kids probably have that same thing. They think they might be able to MC or break or whatever, but they're too scared. How did you get past being that, that scared to be, I'm going to grab the mic and do it? I mean, back then it wasn't the, the thing to do. I mean, there was no Source magazine. There was right. no uh, um, MTV2. There was no all of these things. So back then you had Slick Rick. Run the MC. How dare do? How dare <laughs> you now think that you can even walk over here? Right. You know. So now it's different, man. I mean, now it's everywhere. So now it's a rat race. You know, it's like kids are trying to get in. You know, they want in. But I mean, when you saw Rick and Run and D on the stage, and eventually you said, "I'm gonna grab the mic and I'm gonna say my rhymes." How did you get the courage? to want to do that or to be able to do that? I knew I was good and, and dudes, dudes were telling me that I could flow and I was saying something and um, they knew I had, I had, I had took what, what was happening and brought it, developed my own thing with it. So at least I should give it a shot to be heard. So I just wanted to record an album and put out there. Yeah, a new album is called Street Disciples, double album. How are you different? How have you grown over the years? How is this different than what you've been giving us all these years? You know, it's amazing to me, man. Um, the other day I was sitting back and I realized, I said, yo, no other MC has had the career I've had. That's right. You know, people can feel sorry for me. People can feel uh, uh, proud for me and happy for me because, um, you know, sad because, you know, they've seen you know, they shared some of my pain with me. They saw me go through and endure a lot of pain and um, just through life, you know, normal life stuff. And, but they also see the goods, the benefits, and, and, and the fact that I have been around longer than any MC on yes. a constant yes. level of consistency with trend setting, uh, uh, content, hits. and hits. There's, Lyrics. there's not a history. That I'm the first one to go this far from 1991. And I, I had to really think about everybody and say, am I? I said, yeah, I am. What does eating healthy mean to you? Whatever your eating goals, Thrive Market is the best place to get all your groceries and household essentials. And getting Thrive shipped to your door is like having a great supermarket right outside your house. I love that Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and ethical sourcing methods. Whether you're looking for organic kid snacks or low sugar alternatives or gluten-free essentials, Thrive Market's got it and their site lets you curate your shopping experience quickly. And as a Thrive member, I save on every order. You 
usually about 30%, which of course I love. And when you join, you help a family in need with the membership matching program. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a $60 gift for free. Go to thrivemarket.com slash for 30% off your first order plus that free $60 gift. That's Thrive, T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash thrivemarket.com slash This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. You know, with, I mean, all, with all those things. Longevity is you and KRS, and that's about it. That's it, yeah. you know? And now... I mean, to be at that place is really, you know, I'm just really sitting back and enjoying it. And, and, and it's even interesting for me to see what's, what I'm going to write about at this point. We'll get back to the show in one moment. But thinking about the Way Way Back machine has me thinking about the food that grandma used to make the fried chicken collard greens yams all that great fried food because she was from the south and the way things used to be and that stuff is great i love eating like that but that kind of food is killing us slowly if you're still eating that kind of fried stuff it's good i know but you're walking to the grave and really if you're gonna eat that stuff you got to take care of your family. You got to think about having something for them when you're not around. That's right. I'm talking about Policy Genius because they've been a long term supporter of the show, and I super appreciate that. And it's just an easy way to compare life insurance online. In just five minutes, you can compare quotes from all the top insurers and find the best policy for you. It's not just about life insurance, it's also about disability insurance, renter's insurance, health insurance. If you care about it, they can cover it. Look, there's all sorts of ways we can die. Bullets from police, grandmama's fried chicken, too much of that stuff. It'll kill you, even though it's so good. So just take care of your family for the days you're not here. If you've been putting off getting life insurance, no reason to put it off any longer. Go to policygenius.com, get quotes, apply in minutes. It's super easy. You could do it as soon as you finish listening to this show. You could do it on your phone and know that your family is taken care of after you're gone. And you should, because rates are at the lowest they've been in 20 years. PolicyGenius.com, the easy way to compare and buy life insurance to take care of your family after you're gone because you ate too much of grandmama's fried chicken. Back in 2004, Kanye was a baby artist. He just put out his debut album, and even still, you can already hear the massive ego. I've always thought Kanye's wild, wacky, gigantic ego was part of the fun of the Kanye show, and it's very, very hip-hop. 
If you're strutting into your cubicle with Kanye attitude, you might need to check yourself. But if you're walking on stage like that, then you're doing it right. And to Kanye, all the world is a stage. And look, all your favorite rappers are like walking egos. It's just that Kanye somehow does it in a more naked and obnoxious way. He knows he's the man, and he knows that you know it. And I find it kind of funny. Here's young Kanye, but already egoed out, from 2004 on Touré Show. Did you spend time in college at all? Yeah, that was one of the prerequisites to being a dropout. Right, I'm saying, like, yeah. where did you go? Uh, I went to, originally I went to the American Academy of Art. <laughs> <laughs> what are the prerequisites? I got you, brother. A lot of people, they may say, I was sitting here one day minding my own business in my life, and the next day, every damn song is Kanye West. Produced, I'm waiting for that day. rhyming, all over the mixtape, <laughs> right, yeah. all over the radio. Yeah. Explain to the people yeah. how it is you got from being a little raggedy six-year-old in Chicago yeah. to being down with Jay-Z and having your own label and have, I mean, having your own record and all them things. I've been making beats since seventh grade. I've been rapping since third grade. I made beats just to have something to rap on because I didn't know you were supposed to go and ask everybody else for stuff. I came on to Jay-Z. Like four years ago at a Jermaine Dupree birthday party, I said, yo, what up? I'm Kanye West. I just did some beats for Harlem World, and hopefully I want to produce for you one day. I I'm a dope-ass producer. And I, I was shaking his hand. He's shaking, shaking my hand at first. But then I, I think I was trying to, like, carry the conversation on too long. And he just grabbed me on both my shoulders like, that's good. That's good, okay? That's good. And just walked away. <laughs> but the thing is, I didn't let that stop me. I didn't let that offend me in no kind of way. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Right. I kept on grinding. And, um... Eventually, hip-hop heard the beat truth, and hip-hop is my manager, and I feel like one of the most important people that saved my life and got me to the point where I'm at today, because hip-hop was one of Jay's best friends. So he had the opportunity to take my beats and play them for Jay and say, look, Jay, this is the dude that did this beat. D-Dot didn't really do this beat. Or this is the dude that did this right here. Jay was like, hmm, I want some beats like that. My mother and my stepfather and my father instilled in me. It's kind of like on Boys in the Hood, remember how uh, Lawrence Fitzgerald was like, you see them guys over there, they finna be nothing. Mm -hmm. But you gotta stay here and do your chores. Like, my stepfather, I wanted to play ball, I used to hoop. And there would be times where he would sit up there and make me cut the grass and clean up the trash off the grass. I would sit there and walk up into the crib and be trashed on the grass, right? And I figured as a little kid, why I gotta pick that up? And he was like, this is your house. It don't matter who put it right there. When you walk in, pick up every piece of trash off the grass when you walk in there. And now that's the way I am. He, I'm so happy for the shit that made me so mad back in the day. The night you recorded Through the Wire, yeah. tell me about like that moment. Because that must have been, I mean, there's a determination you're talking about in the lyrics, I, but you can hear it in your voice in that you're like, mm -hmm. Well, one of the main things I want to stress about Through the Wire is I had to tell the label that I was doing, recording something else, like tracking a beat for another artist or something like that in order just to be able to record the song. Wow. He was like, give me out, wired up. Why are you playing around? Why are you playing around in the studio? And they thought you were wasting money. Yeah, at first. Even when I first shipped the song off, nobody originally got behind it because they thought it was just a mixtape song. I was like, no, this song right here is history. Right. right. I knew it. I thought just like Don King, I play, I play all the positions. And I thought like from a management aspect, like, yo, man, 
he almost died. This is the best thing that could ever happen to a rapper. Right, right, right. This is the best right. thing that ever happens to rappers when they almost die. This could just take you over the top. You almost died. Right. We about to be rich. You almost died. Come on. Let's go. So that's how I thought about it. So I went into the studio with my mouth wired shut, and I wasn't even supposed to talk. So my um, actually by the second verse, I had to take extra painkiller just to get the raps out. Tell them you know, like, what it's about, what it's going to be, what they're going to get, like, why they should come out of their house and spend $15 on your record and oh. not download it for free. Well, I mean, don't download it because I need to survive, you know what I'm saying? Even if, if you download it and you like it still, if you like it, go out and support it. Matter of fact, go ahead and download and just see if you like it. <laughs> if you don't you like it, You encourage your fans it. to download it just to see? See, if you... If you like it, just go out and support it. And if you don't, yeah, I encourage you. I want you to hear what it is. I want people to, to enjoy this music. That's why I made my music for the fans. I'm not making contrived records that I feel are gonna make it to the radio and get all these spins. Cause you see people get 800,000 spins and it doesn't relate to their record sales. I want people to understand this story. I want them to understand I'm relating their story. There's so many people that come up to me and be like, you know, my mother's in the hospital, and when I threw the wire came on, I just started crying, and blah, blah, blah. And they'll think, and they'll say, well, I know this might not mean anything to you. I'll be like, yes, it do mean something to me, because this is the fire behind when I'm arguing with people at, at the label that don't understand it. Right. You, right. You, you, are, you are the passion behind my voice, behind what the words that I'm saying. And I, I think about your opposition, like the song I just spit for you, Spaceships. I know it's, everybody has a job that they're not in a situation where they want to be. Because I know people just want to work for themselves right. at the end of the day. Everybody can just feel that song and say, I went through that. So as long as I'm expressing what the people are doing, putting it to melodies that they can catch, beats that they cannot, I think ultimately, like, it'll be a phenomenon, hopefully. I want to talk about your sound, because yeah. you can hear the Kanye sound, and you know it without even knowing, you know, looking at the credits or anything yeah. like that. What is your sound? How my, do we, we... My sound is, I just go for melody, and a lot of times there was melody in those words that I couldn't get out. I couldn't, the best part, well, the words would be the best part of the song. Right. So instead of trying to find that bunk-ass part that started the record off, I just used the part that had the hottest melody. And I try to create new sounds new forms of music. And if you think about it, Just To Get By is a hip hop power ballad because it's the type of concert. This morning, I woke up feeling brand new. I jumped up. That's something you could sing like the white boys in the 80s with some leather pants on singing that with just guitars right. behind it. <laughs> so that's what I'm trying to make, like hip hop power ballads. Yeah. It sounds crazy. A lot of I said sounded crazy. I told people that, I said one day I produced for Janet Jackson in, in, uh, in, in high school. And my gym teacher was looking at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> what up? If you got cable, how you doing? I'm producing with Danny Jackson. See what I'm talking about with the ego? He's doing a touchdown dance, and it's his first album. But if you still like Kanye, it's probably partly because of all that madness. I still like Kanye's music, even though I'm still mad about that Trump stuff. We gotta talk. Anyway, thank you for listening, and thanks to Viacom for letting me air these interviews. I'm proud of Spoken Heard, and I'm happy to let it get one more chance to breathe. 
Tor Ratio gives you fuel to power your dreams because you can use your dreams like a rocket ship to blast you into a life you never imagined. You can make your dreams a reality, and this show can help. I'm on Twitter at Torre and on Instagram at Torre Show. If you like the show, please subscribe, rate, and review, and tell a friend about the show. Torre Show is written by me, Torre, and produced by Chris Colbert and the Young Turks, with help from William Jolly, Jason Wallace, Candid Nicole, and our photographer, Chuck Marcus. We'll be back next Wednesday with more knowledge from amazing folks, because the man can't shut us down. We live in a world where you can get anything you need delivered to your door thanks to DoorDash. If you don't want to do the dishes or you feel a little sick, let DoorDash bring dinner tonight. My family uses DoorDash all the time because it connects us to our favorite restaurants without us having to drive. Last night, we got some Indian food for my wife, some gumbo for me, and sushi for the kids. And everyone was happy, and we didn't have to do the dishes. The process of ordering was quick and easy, and I love DoorDash for real. So I was so happy to do this for them because I'm a customer, because I know DoorDash is your door to more. Must be over 21 to order alcohol. Alcohol available only in select markets. DoorDash, your door to more. Download the DoorDash app now to get almost anything delivered.